Hey, do you think fast and slow? Of course you do, because people like us do things like this. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the People Like Us Do Things Like This podcast. I'm your host, Neil Humphrey, and welcome along to this weekly exploration of things that people like us might be into doing, being, hearing, or knowing. This week, I want to have a quick think about the way we think. Do you think fast, thinking slow, and thinking elastically? Like the sound of that? Let's get stuck in. Hello there, and welcome along. Thank you for joining me. Um, this is the fourth episode of the People Like Us Do Things Like This podcast. Um, I don't, I'm not getting all caught up in episode numbers because the episodes aren't necessarily sequential. Uh, you don't have to sort of listen to them in, in order. If this is the first time you're catching the podcast, hello, hello, thank you for thank you for listening in. If you've been supporting me all the way through the previous three and you listen to them all, um, welcome back, of course. And uh, then, like I said, they're not sequential episodes. They're just each week I wanted to explore a different idea. And today's podcast is inspired by a post by my friend Ash Taylor. Um, he's a business coach, um, a mastermind mentor and a speaker. Um, he's one of his previous incarnations or names that he's known by is an implementation coach. Um, he specializes in helping people get things done. And it was this post about um, on that theme of getting stuff done there's a key to productivity is actually have an idea and put it into action don't wait and that sort of got me onto thinking about a quote that I remember reading a few well a couple of years ago I can't remember now where I saw it originally but it was this idea of think slow and act fast and a quick kind of google search to see if I could find an origin of this quote before I put the um put the episode together um, I came across a, a review of Daniel Kahneman's book thinking fast and slow and although it's on my it's on my reading list as it is but I haven't actually read it what I thought I'd do was use this as a kind of like a framework because there's this book uh, thinking fast and slow and another one on elastic thinking that I kind of I've read and also in the case of Kahneman's book I've kind of had a bit of a a review of the of the praises so I can actually bring the concept in and um, so basically it is this that he proposes that there are the kind of two systems of thinking that you've got system one which is kind of um, it's intuitive it's or it's, it's fact and intuition based um, and it's rapid and it basically these are the stuff that we do stuff that we do without thinking um, it's also unconscious stuff um, and then system two is much more thoughtful, it's slower and, and kind of considered and has a higher success rate, whereas the fast system um, is, is prone to error. So that's kind of like a, a really kind of top level broad brushstroke about what he was talking about in terms of thinking fast and slow. And sort of alongside that, um, well, I'll come back to that in a little bit more detail, but alongside that, it was a, a book that I came across by a chap called Leonard Mlodno. Um, he's a physicist, psychologist. Um, he's written a few books, but I, I just happened upon it because 
I was watching, um, <laughs> I was visiting my parents up in Scotland and my mum, bless her, she loves to watch um, uh, BBC News 24 as basically as is, as the name implies it's a 24-hour news channel um she's always got it on always wants to know what's going on in the world um and they were they were interviewing this guy for a little segment um kind of something other than f news but they were they were looking at this idea that we are we are bombarded with information we are bombarded with information and stimulus and that we have to or we have to process uh, thousands times more information on a daily basis than our forebears did maybe in the last 20, 30, 50 years. So we've got this situation where there's a kind of few strands at play here. One is this concept of getting ideas into action, being productive, trying stuff out, being in action. And then the power of different ways of thinking to solve problems and to differentiate ourselves as humans from machines. So there's a kind of a few quite lofty concepts, but hopefully it'll all make sense and you'll get something really valuable from, from listening into this kind of exploration. So I remember as a child, I, I remember watching War Games, the film with Matthew Broderick. Um, long time ago, we went to the cinema to see, I think it was 1984 or thereabouts it, it came out and I was blown away by it there was uh, if you're familiar with this, if you're not familiar with the film basically there is this young guy he's a teenager he's a computer hacker um, and he's got this computer rig set up a, a modem dial-up modem and this is way before home computers became the norm and so he had this fantastic setup boxes very geeky and one of the things he did, I mean, subsequently, he ended up hacking into this military computer and started playing these war games of the title. Anyway, one of the things he did when he was showing his friend, who happened to be a girl, girlfriend, um, showing her around it was this system where he could hack into a travel agent and book a flight. Now, at the time, it was kind of, when of, of the time, it was kind of, wow, this is crazy. He has to book in the system. And then he can book himself uh, on a flight to Chicago. It's amazing. Um, and I, I've, I watched a film quite recently with my children, who are young, young teenagers, and they were like, uh, "What's so cool about that?" And sort of, that's that's the funny thing that in this space of time, you know, once upon a time, if you wanted to go somewhere, we had to uh, consult travel guides and we had to look at fold out maps on tables. Now we literally just um, type in our destination and. We, we just choose the cheapest flight and the best time. Um, we don't have to go to travel agents if we don't want to. It doesn't involve access to a system. And so I think that was that was quite funny how this the innovation and the technology that has allowed us to a simplify this process, which was a massive amount of information, but also the fact is that now these things are less impressive as they were then. Um, so we, we now exist in this, this knowledge economy and it's data is at our hand, fingertips, and on one hand the, there's the, the rise of AI and artificial thinking and, and uh, machine thinking, machine learning, and people can, can worry about robots taking over. But there is another side which is the fact that knowledge is the currency and that 
one thing that humans can do that the machines can't do very well currently um, and is what the guy Malodno in his book Elastic Thinking introduces this concept of bottom-up processing so let me sort of like unpack that a little bit the example that I'm citing in citing that's a very official word uh, the, the example of, of, of war games is basically this was a, a it's like a data manipulation a data processing exercise you basically go on find the flights find the times and just process it and so computers are great at processing lots of and lots of information um, analytically so find the cheapest fright or find the ch um, earliest train time that kind of stuff this is what's known as top-down processing it's it's procedural it's analytical now elastic thinking is is a bottom-up process which is basically allowing us to to kind of get rid of our assumptions about something and become comfortable with ambiguity and rely on our imagination to to come up with new ways of doing things now just to kind of kind of give you an idea it's it's a bit like this whole concept of brainstorming where you pull together kind of unrelated ideas to create a new solution or a new way of doing something now this is something that human beings are really good at and at this moment in time only only a few members of the animal kingdom can do it but computers can't do it and going forwards into our scary and unknown future of technological advancements and the robots taking over and, and our robots and autonomous cars going to be ruling the world the one thing that we can do to prevail and uh, succeed in this in this time that we're living in is developing our skills at elastic thinking and so this this ties in and the reason why we're talking about thinking fast and thinking slow is that this kind of thinking takes a bit of time now it's not analytical as I just said it's it's about taking taking insight and ideas from different places it's open to new things um, and being open to new things and new ideas because that's one thing that that seems kind of counterintuitive or, or contradictory because a lot of people think that human beings are are fearful of change um, are, are somehow resistant to change but that's actually kind of, kind of a learned a learned behavior and that that evidence exists and science bears it out that one of the kind of the, the kind of core tenets of the human temperament is uh, a, a love of new things and new stimuli um, there's, a, there's a technical word for that's neophilia which is basically the love of new things and if you think about it, let's, let's take a step back to once upon a time, um, centuries ago, work was really boring. I mean, really, really tedious. It was kind of dictated by repetitive tasks. So we think of a stonemason chipping away at stones um, for, for decades to build a uh, cathedral or, 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 or big structure. Um, so once upon a time this this there was a massive lack of stimulation but now we've got to a stage where we're not completely overstimulated um we have constant stimulus and 
we're kind of going around in circles. And so obviously we, we kind of rely, we kind of almost turn to the um, the simpler and more analytical stuff because that's actually quite easy to access. So a good example of the sort of uh, what I mean by this elastic thinking and why we as humans are quite different and thereby kind of have this opportunity to <laughs> stand out against the machines machine thinking um, there are there are kind of procedural and, and analytical things that computers can do exponentially quicker than humans but there's one example that Malodno talks about and that is um, computer modeling and identifying chairs I just remember that because I'm sitting here looking at a chair because I'm not sitting on the chair because the chair is squeaky and squeaky chairs are not conducive to recording audio but I digress so that is a swivel chair um, it's got a kind of it's got a five foot configuration and each foot has on it a, a set of casters and so I can roll around and swivel now you might build up in your in your mind's eyes you're hearing me describing this chair you've got a picture in your head now in the other room I have a uh, like a Lloyd Loom style chair um, which if you're familiar with it you can imagine that and then on the balcony I've got a couple of kind of uh, garden chairs that have four legs and then in the dining room I seem to have an awful lot of chairs um, <laughs> in the dining room I have some tubular metal um, uh, frames and on them are some clear uh, clear transparent acrylic seats now each of those are completely different chairs they are all chairs but they're all different in their own way um, some of them have clearly have four legs some of them don't have um, uh, two legs or three legs and so there's all these different kind of permutations that we as humans can say okay well that looks like a chair and there are other things that don't obviously look like a chair but we can say oh we can sit on it so that's also a chair um, so that was a little bit kind of <laughs> just a sidetrack talking about um, the, the concept of elastic thinking and there are things that um, I've got innovations in chairs and like different materials and different shapes that can make chairs so this isn't about chairs this is about getting ideas out of your head and into action and this is the point that that Ash was making it's just like no right for it to be perfect you've got to get it out of your head and into action and this concept of the difference between um, thinking fast and thinking slow the way to success and successful implementation of ideas is often to think fast think think slow and then to act fast now um, just to sort of recap Daniel Kahneman in his book thinking fast and slow he talked about two systems of thinking the first one as I said it's fact-based it's intuition based um, and it happens rapidly and there's obviously this um, margin of error it's like prone to error uh, the second system it's slower it's very thoughtful it's very considered and decided because it's kind of gathering data and thinking um, but it's much more it's basically um, it's much more prone to success um, a higher hit rate of success and accuracy but it takes much longer 
And I think that that balance of these two things and understanding the difference of the two things is crucial because if you relate these the two systems back to what Molodno is talking about in Elastic, um, the two systems, one is the executive function of the brain or if you think about it in terms of execution, um, very much procedural, very much process based and then Elastic which is thinking um, thinking more broadly, thinking of um, uh, it's like a, a cognitive style which is much more um, comfortable with ambiguity and processing data and actually balancing between logic and imagination. So uh, there's an article I read in, I think it was on Medium, which cites an example of, of how this kind of slow thinking and fast action um, can happen in practice because when um, when things get stressful it's very easy to oversimplify uh, a great example if you've got a company and you've got a product and the product isn't working the immediate uh, immediate thought is to change the product um, or say it doesn't work we'll have to move on to something else um, I know in my in my business life I've come across people who who said oh I've tried Twitter or I've tried Facebook and it doesn't work and so I'm not going to do I'm going to use that platform they will basically dismiss an entire platform because their short experiment using it hasn't worked so if we look at it from a point of view that um, as humans we find it easier to interpret stories and narratives um, rather than facts or maybe maybe not some sort of facts specifically but I'm talking about formulas so complex formulas and so we find it very easy to to make up stories for ourselves now that has obviously that's got two benefits one is that it stops us from doing things because we we make up stories about possible outcomes and the other is that it helps us to interpret and understand what's going on around us so for example um, <clears throat> we've we've created a product or we've created a service um, and it's a bit of a stress because actually it might not work quite as well as we thought it would do and the world isn't as excited about it as we are um, what, what do you do then um, because you've you've put something out in the world and they're not as excited about it you could do a knee-jerk reaction and just rubbish it and then start something new or you could apply a bit of deep think and get some data and some uh, some elastic thinking acting on it and then put it into action again and try it again because you see the thing is that the data's the data's not enough because there's a few things that we need to have into play here one is an analysis of the facts and it's kind of quite procedural and then the other is not having the fear that our internal stories are stopping us from taking action because that's the problem when you have to start uh, when you, if you think fast it's like I've had a great idea uh, and then the, the sl being slow to act on it means that you never get around to it because you can't talk yourself out of it and I think that's the thing that what we do and that's why we come unstuck we will think of an idea quickly and then take a long time to implement it and maybe never actually get around to it so this is important to have a deep think but follow that 
with instant action. Um, in this article that I was uh, citing, um, although I don't follow it myself, uh, there was this example of um, a mixed martial art fighter who was a uh, top of his game, he was unbeaten, and then Conor McGregor comes along and he spent a lot of time analysing this guy's behaviours, his style, and there was a tiny little uh, weakness that he had in his fighting style, which in the spur of the moment, McGregor was able to take advantage of, and he knocked him out in the first five seconds of the, the first round. Um, there was a kind of little YouTube clip of it, and I, even watching it now, I don't know, he was like, ran up to him, and then he, he fell over, <laughs> down on the ground. Because the thing is that he had spent a long time analysing, he'd got rid of all the stories that this guy was unbeatable, um, that he was some kind of invincible champion, that he focused on the weakness, um, he had the information, he had the style, and he put it into action straight away. So, I guess the I guess the kind of like to kind of tie things up. We've got a few different, uh, you've got two different systems of thinking. One is procedural, one is deep thought. Um, one can be done quickly, other one takes longer. One has is prone to mistakes, the other is takes a long time, um, and is more successful. So I guess the thing is, at the end of the day, don't spend an awful lot of time talking yourself out of think. Deep think something and then take action on it. That's the most important thing. Deep think it, take action on it. Because we, if we let it kind of stew around when it comes to the implementation, takes too long. So what I did in the case in point with this podcast was I had the idea, do it on this subject. I did some research on it. And then I've literally, within as a half an hour of completing the research, I've hopped on to the anchor and I've recorded the podcast and it is now out there for you to enjoy. So if you'll listen to it on today, Friday afternoon, which is 6th of July, it is literally, I have literally just said these words. <laughs> so anyway, that's enough for me. Um, thank you for listening. Um, if you do want to um, connect with me, uh, drop me an email, neil at Studio Maximus. It'd be great to hear from you. Or sorry, studiomaximus.net. It'll be great to hear from you. Um, if you're if you're listening to this podcast on your favorite playing platform um feel free to give us a review and rate it because that's a really great way of helping other people to discover it and i look forward to sharing more stuff with you in the next one bye for now <laughs>